Guys, I'm really nervous. My camera's not in focus. <laughs> hey, Max. <laughs> hey, Dad. Happy spooky season. That's right. It is spooky season. It's October. Mm -hmm. Can you believe it? It's fall. I know. Crazy. Do you have it's fall weather in Los Angeles? We do. It's cold here. And I don't know how to use my heater yet. So lots oh, of wow. hoodies, as you can tell. But <laughs> yes, <laughs> very happy for it to be spooky season. I love fall in Georgia. All the leaves mm -hmm. come down. It's beautiful. It's nice and cool. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. You should come home. You should come home and check it out. You should come to L.A. <laughs> and show me how to use the heater here. Why don't I go to L.A. and you come to Atlanta? That's and a then really I'll, good idea. And then idea. we'll do a podcast and I'll be in your house and you'll be in my house. That sounds great. <laughs> what a great plan. What could well, possibly go that, wrong with that? Before yes? that, let's go ahead before and roll that, the intro music. <laughs> I agree. Roll that music. Max and Dads. So spooky season, that's a big deal for our family. It always yes. has been. Yeah, no. The crazy thing is, growing up, we decorated for Halloween almost as much as we decorated for Christmas. That's true. Like every October 1st, it was like, it's time to bring out the boxes. Mm -hmm. We read all the boxes upstairs from the closet. And we have about as many like Halloween decorations as we have Christmas decorations. Your yeah. mom accumulates a lot of stuff over the year. <laughs> it's a big deal. Yeah, no, we, you know how there's like the um, Christmas villages? We we did do those. We loved our Christmas villages, but we also have Halloween villages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so we do. It's, it's, we have a really good routine too. It's, it's like October, kind of a little bit before October for me. I like get in the spooky season, you know, mood when it starts to get colder outside. Um, and throughout October, we have scary movies and then November, we do Harry Potter because those are kind of spooky because like wizards, but also kind of Christmas because Hogwarts and like they go over Christmas time. And Always. then yeah. like Harry Potter leads us into December, which leads us into Christmas movies. So we Tons have a very, movies. but we're not going to do that this year, are we? Well, I don't know. I mean, it, it's going to be weird without you for sure. I will tell you, we, we haven't moved the boxes yet. <laughs> so everything's still in the no. closet. Are you still going to decorate? I don't know. I, you should. I think, I think this year, since you're not there and Eddie's not there, we'll be those the people that don't decorate at all. And then Halloween comes, we just turn off all the lights and pretend we're not home. You would we'll never. we like the opposite of, of how oh we've always gosh. done it in the past. Let me let you guys in on a little secret. My dad at Halloween... It is his time to shine. Um, <laughs> he literally, even before TikTok, our house was like the place to be on Halloween. Kids would come every single year and be like, where's the juggler? True. Because he would come outside and he would unicycle. He would juggle fire. He would yeah. do his own like little shows. If I was booked somewhere else, like they would get upset. It's like, yeah, oh, what, what a letdown that your mom had to convey or Nona June when she was living with us. It's like, no, Literally. he's not here this year. Oh, OK, well, I guess I'll just take some candy. The way we uh, yeah. put it was I'd say, and I don't know when this started. You guys were little, little. And we just started doing trick or treat. And then, then I'd say uh, our house, we do both. Which would you like first, mm -hmm. the tricks or the treats? And it would be like juggling, juggling glow balls, juggling knives, riding in the unicycle, and then juggling fire. Um, and then it's at a certain point when it gets dark and we get a flow of people, like enough people, 
pretty much it breaks down to me like juggling fire riding unicycles full time yep. for like three hours. It's exhausting. <laughs> but you love it. But I do. I would argue that it's a little trickier now with TikTok, you know? Well, like I don't people mind it. recognize you. Well, yes, yes and no. Like we don't have a problem with saying hi to people. Like we love that. We love meeting people. But it's a little different when it's at your own house. You know what I That's mean? That's true. You feel kind of exposed and out there. It's like, yep, this is yeah, my spot. This is where I live. Um. <laughs> I believe in the goodness of humanity, though. And ultimately, you can't live your life in any kind of fear or protection. It's like, uh, you know, our vibe's all about giving out love and giving out, you know, good feelings toward others. So um, you got to trust in that, that, that it's going to be just fine. There was one year that the, I decided to do robo stilts for the really? cul-de-sac. That was a bad idea. So Robo Stilts is a 10 foot tall stilt walking character mm -hmm. that my, my your mom and my friend Philip and I kind of came up with this concept where you're talking through like a, a modulated like computer voice that comes out a speaker on your chest wearing a helmet and this purple leotard and these wild stilts and lights all over your body. Very fun and very entertaining but kind of uncomfortable. And so yeah. what that would mean is like I was like outside doing the cul-de-sac and doing trick-or-treats and then I'd come inside. And it's like, what are you going to do? You're standing around your house in stilts. So I'd end up like <laughs> sitting on the kitchen counter waiting for the doorbell to ring. It was a, it was oh a long goodness. Halloween night. And I then last bet. year, last year was kind of weird too with COVID. The, the trick-or-treater yeah. flow was really slow. And then you did that super sweet video, that TikTok uh, for me, yeah. which was, which was such a surprise. And it actually did really well too. Yeah, that was funny because when I went back to college after Halloween, um, because as most college kids, I went home to pass out candy with my parents. Um, <laughs> <laughs> after I went back to college, um, my roommate Annie told me that like her boyfriend had seen the video on Reddit. I was like, wow. huh, that's strange because so we put it on TikTok. For the listeners, why don't you tell them what the concept was or what you did? Yeah, so basically... As we've expressed so far in this podcast, my dad loves Halloween, like trick-or-treating, loves the connection with the kids and just kind of, that's like his, one of his ways to give back, I guess, is to make people smile. Um, and so he it's was just play for me. I mean, I, I just love to play. So, yeah, mm -hmm. well, he was kind of sad because we didn't have any trick-or-treaters for a while because it was COVID. Um, and things were just it was like a school night too so things were just a little strange and so i dressed up in a old costume i had as tinkerbell and walked around the house to be the first trick-or-treater so he would have someone to juggle for um and it was really cute uh super fun and i still like at the end <laughs> it was like what is it are you that guy from tiktok <laughs> it, it was very sweet and I think you broke the uh, broke the ice because after that we had a lot of trick or treaters after mm -hmm. all, so it turned out to yeah. be really really great. So what are you gonna do for for trick or treating or for Halloween? Are there parties out there? I don't there know yet. Yes, do there you are come home? in fact parties in L.A. I don't think I should come home um, for Probably Halloween because I'm gonna be back for Thanksgiving. Well, and I'm gonna see you just before that at yeah, the wedding, which we'll talk the about wedding. later. Yes, yeah. for sure. But um, no, I don't know what I'll do yet because I'm kind of scared of parties. Like I'm, I'm very honestly kind of socially awkward 
in like social situations like that. Like I truly am. I never know what to do with myself. Um, Most people so, grow out of their awkwardness. I think you grew into it. I grew your into it. No, 100%. Because when you were a little kid, like a little girl, you were fearless and would go anywhere and oh, meet yeah. anybody and, and break all the conversations uh, up. But then somehow you talked yourself into a little bit of anxiety yeah. around that. Or, I blame middle school. <laughs> that, the- that screws up a lot of kids. Middle school's tough. <laughs> Yeah, but um, no, I definitely, I think I do want to dress up this year because I haven't dressed up in years. Well, do, no, do you know I what have. Do what you want to be yet? Do you have a custom idea? I don't know yet, um, but I totally take that back. I have dressed up. I just haven't like gone to Halloween parties, so no one's really seen my costumes for the most part. Did you have fun Halloween costumes as a kid? As a kid, um, well... We didn't have costumes like we do now. Like we, we have a lot of like we have a costume closet because over the years we've just accumulated a lot of costumes for shows and things. But as a kid, we'd always make it up and create stuff uh, along the way. And yeah, there were some wild ones. Like the the strangest one was probably like I was in first grade, and my mom's friend Annette had a daughter who, for some weird reason, had a nun outfit that fit a little girl. It was like her size. <laughs> And it was a nun costume. And we ended up getting that from Annette. And I, as a first grader, at like six years old, seven years, I, she said it was six years old, like it was, it was first grade. For me, it seems like I was older, but yeah. I, I wore, and get this, we wore costumes to school. So I wore yeah. to, my, to my public uh, grammar school, a nun costume, a wig, and a uh, we th- we had this wooden rosary that was hanging in our house that I wore as kind of like a belt, and oh my like, gosh. just I've sashed seen the whole picture. thing together. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm wondering. Do I remember this more from the pictures? You know how some of your memories, you're like, yeah. oh, I remember that well. That's because you saw the picture. But for sure, I I, I really kind of remember it because I got a lot of attention that day, and I kind of had to just <laughs> lean into um, the weirdness of it all, strutting yeah. my stuff, going to school in in a nun's outfit. That's it was very so odd. <laughs> That's so funny. My, yeah. um, I remember, I feel like we did used to dress up for Halloween at school, even if it was just little things. My senior year of high school, I did. Did you? <laughs> I got in trouble. <laughs> what did you wear? I, looking back at it, hindsight, I see the error of my ways. I went to a private Christian school, and I decided it would be cute <laughs> What? I thought it'd be cute if I was like a little bunny at school. And so I had my uniform, which was like jeans and a collared shirt. And I had a little bunny tail that I like pinned to the back of my jeans and had little bunny ears. And all you of my teachers. You see the problem with this, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know okay. where I like immediately. I, I go in and out of having a lot of confidence in certain situations. And I don't know, like, who this other person is that comes out with all this confidence. But this was one of those scenarios. Um, and I only had one teacher who was like, hey, you can't wear that, you know, dress code. And I was like, totally got it. Left the classroom, put it back on. And all my other teachers loved it. So not, not the best example. Um, but it was like <laughs> me and two of my other friends we were like, let's just do like spooky season makeup for Halloween to be all fun. Um, but I just, I, I guess I just took it one step further. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I remember 
as a kid, we, Eddie, me, and our next door neighbor, Brooks, would dress up as Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Like, we did that for a long time, right? Eddie looked exactly like Harry Potter for a lot of years. Yeah. It was wild. You give him the glasses, he had the exact haircut. Um, Yeah, it was was striking. And you could pull off a really good Hermione. Yeah, the frizzy hair. uh, Yeah. You guys, we did a Hogwarts uh, Christmas party or birthday party for Eddie because his birthday is in November. And that's when mom painted the whole interior of the house like a castle. Really? That's why we did it? Yeah. Well, she wanted to do that anyway, (laughs) but but she's like, oh, we'll time this for our birthday party. And so um, after that was done, Eddie was like, next year, I want a different party. We're going to do this theme and you can paint the house like that. And she was like, no, no, Eddie. That was just a one time deal. Yeah. (laughs) No, I remember you guys went crazy with the birthday parties as a kid, especially Eddie's, because I feel like for the most part, no, like not not like a favoritism thing or anything of that source. It was just I had a summer birthday. So I feel like I was always like, oh, I want a pool party. But Eddie had these cool, elaborate parties where I don't know if it was the fact that I was so young that made them seem, you know, as great as they were. I'm sure they were great. But, you know, when you're young, you just kind of have, like, that mindset of, like, whoa, this is amazing. Um, but, yeah, was They were great. If my, they were great yeah, parties. Because they, all, memory... they always had a theme and they always had a quest, right? And so mm-hmm. we would write a series of clues. It wasn't just going to one place, but it would take you to different places throughout the city or downtown. Or we went to a cemetery well, was, one year. That was and, when they were older. I'm talking about the, like... Like the Harry Potter one, if my memory serves me correctly, I remember all of us being downstairs with like wands and we would cast fake spells and then like mom was on the balcony with like something that came down so it looked like we were doing magic. Like, yes. is, is did that actually happen or? Am- <laughs> that actually happened. That, that, that was insane. Happened. And, we, and we, we did the one spell where we had bought the... Um, like these gummy slugs and you know that's that's that spell where um i forget what it, what it is but when ron gets cursed or he actually was trying to curse draco but he gets yeah he's vomiting up slugs eat slugs eat slugs <laughs> i think that and was all he, he said he... <laughs> <laughs> great spell ron <laughs> that's a brilliant spell and then no he and then he it backfired and so we had those to kind of like spit up gummy slugs yeah, yeah we that went, was so cool and then we, the presence policy was kind of ridiculous for your parties. Why don't you explain that? Oh my gosh. I don't think we can without us getting into another family argument. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had a rule um, when I was a kid, which I, I think it was a good rule. I do. Um, where Eddie and I didn't get presents from our friends. We got um, food. <laughs> Let me elaborate. So we got canned food from our friends they'd bring in like non-perishable food items that eddie and i would then go donate to um food banks and like food drives and stuff like that um for people who didn't have um food essentially and so it, it became like a competition a little bit between my brother and i where we would see you know who could raise the most food to donate um and it was really cool and i think it was good at a young age because like my mom said this before when you're six seven eight like when you're a kid 
honestly, before you're like 15, the presents you're getting and giving to your friends are presents that like your mom went and bought. They're not these really personal things that they like thought out for the most part. You know, it's it's kind of like parents buying presents for other people's kids. Um, and so that was a like, like I understood that. However, we have an argument in our family of when we think the age bracket should have ended for this rule. Yeah. Um, but we won't we won't get into that too much. <laughs> well, you know, it was just a sensitivity thing, empathy. Like we didn't want to obligate parents to have to go out and buy gifts. We just yeah. want your kid to come to the party because they're <laughs> friends and it's special to our son or daughter to have your son or daughter there at the party. We want them to be there. Don't worry yeah. about anything. Just show up. And if you wanted to bring something, bring go into your pantry, bring some food. Um, yeah. yeah, but it was weird. But it, people definitely got used to the idea. Um, oh, yeah. But it probably made you stand out a little bit among your friends. I had friends at, like, my 18th birthday who would, like, slip me a present and be like, don't let your mom see. <laughs> don't let your mom like, see. Like, guys, guys I'm an adult. at the end of the party, we would give you a present that was, like, the big present for mom and dad. Yeah. It no, also it was, takes it a long time fun. to open presents at friends' mm-hmm. parties. It's like... That could be like a significant portion of the party when yeah. you guys could just be having fun and being with each other and doing cool, crazy stuff. Like the inflatable slide we got for your yes. summer parties. We that got it. We bought so an inflatable fun. slide to slide into the pool. That do we really still fun. have that? Uh, yes. Yes, we do. It's actually right no up there. No way. Mm-hmm. No way. It's in the loft right there. Oh my go gosh! We could inflate it during the podcast. Not right now, maybe. Uh, we won't have some audio issues with that. <laughs> but when I am home and it's not cold outside, can we please blow that up? Yeah, for sure. Or oh if my it gosh. is cold outside, we could still blow it up. Um, and we could do a TikTok. We could do a push in the pool pool video slide edition. Yep, that sounds that sounds really easy to film. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but the other birthday party that I want to mention real quick. Um, was one of Eddie's also when he was younger the survivor themed one? Oh Wasn't, right. That yes. was cool. It it took a lot of planning. It was a little, little extra effort, but it was really fun. Yeah. It was essentially if you've seen the show Survivor, it was along those lines with tribes and challenges and We voted friends out of the party. They'd have to leave every 15 minutes until there was only one friend left at the end. And, and it was and, Eddie. And it was Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> We rigged it. No. <laughs> Imagine Eddie gets voted off first and they're like, ah, oh, sorry, son. Sorry, Eddie. You got to leave your you party. You got to go. Go to your room. <laughs> That'd be so bad. No, no that, but you that, guys. That didn't happen. That, yeah. That was not how it worked. It was mainly games and competitions and adventure stuff. And um, like they had to do, they had to eat broccoli contest. Like it was like, you know, we tried to come up with things that were distasteful to young kids. Yeah. <laughs> blindfold broccoli eating that's what we your mom and I just kind of make stuff up uh, yeah yeah I've started to notice that a little bit as I've gotten older <laughs> yeah a lot of extra effort goes into those moments but apparently they they create some memories which is the whole point yeah. the reason why you do it no for sure yeah it's way easier to just say we're going to rent out this place we're going to go there we're going to do a party and that was probably um you know there were a lot of years that would be more appealing because we were busy but Mm-hmm. But we got it done. And not to say that those other options aren't fun. Like, they definitely are. For sure. Um, yeah. You, we, we were just the, the odd family on the block. <laughs> exactly. So, you ready for an ad, Maggie? Absolutely. Do we have? Okay. Yeah, you, so you go for it. 
so this ad, this, this podcast is brought to you by danthurman.com. <laughs> so if you're looking for a speaker for your next corporate event, if you work for a big company or mm-hmm. you know, a big association and you're looking for a world-class Hall of Fame speaker to open or close your conference, you might consider um, Dan Thurman. Go out there to get inspired and watch the weekly coaching video and get mm-hmm. uh, good information for your life. <laughs> That's so strange. I I don't seem to have this ad copy. No. And if you were to like to buy a, a copy of Off Balance on purpose mm-hmm. and enter Great the book. coupon code um, Wholesome Chaos or Wholesome Chaos or podcast. Is, the, is there actually a promo code for it? No, but I have to create oh. one. So, okay. so put in put in uh, chaos because that's this ad is very chaotic. Chaos. Mm-hmm. And we'll, yep. we'll not only give you a, a discount on the book, but we'll pay the free shipping as long as you're in the U.S. I can't do free shipping around the world, kids. Mm-hmm. So He's not we'll, Santa. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you could go out there and see kind of what I do and, and the crazy life that I have. If you haven't yet, you could check out that. It's kind of kind of wild. I've got a crazy life that I get to go to people's parties and events and conferences and like learn about their companies. We, we had one of those calls today of, of an event I've got coming up. It's going to be massive, going to be huge. Yeah. I love my job. What can I say? <laughs> so we have do another you have event. a... Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say we have another event coming up, kind of more of a family event. <gasps> yes, we do. You know, And that's all we're going to say about that's that. Say. <laughs> no, we have a wedding. Yep. Somebody in our family oh is getting married. Maggie's cousin, my nephew, yep. Clay in Austin, Texas, and it's kind of a big deal. It's a huge deal because it is the first grandkid to get married, and I think our grandparents were freaking out a little bit because all of us are taking our sweet time. <laughs> well, you're still young. But, yeah. Yeah, but, but it'll be it'll be exciting uh, to get everyone together and to see their, yeah. li- their life, Clay and Susie, um, get married and, you know, start a family or whatever that they're going to do. Yeah, I was joking with some of the other cousins where we were like, you know, (laughs) they're really kind of the only hope for grandkids in the foreseeable, like, next 10 years. So there's, like, a lot of pressure on them for that. So I hope that that's what they want because they're going to be told that a lot at their wedding. No, (laughs) it is what they want. So God willing, I hope they they get kids uh, relatively soon. Like 5 to 10. We could. Won't that be fun when we get some new people, young people in our yes. family? Wait, what does that make me in relation to their kids? Second, second cousin. cousin? Mm-hmm. That's weird. I know. I have a lot of second cousins in aunt. my life. Well, it feels like an aunt kind of relationship, but you're like an older cousin. Um, gotcha. The other cool thing about this wedding is I'm actually officiating the wedding. Like they mm. asked me to marry them. That's not your first. This not is my not first, your first wedding. But it's only my second. And it is mm-hmm. a big deal. Like, it makes me nervous because yeah. you prepare for it in a different way. And it's just such a special thing. Yeah, the first and time you're... was a few years ago. <laughs> my, my, my good friend, uh, Tim, and his, his wife, Sophia. And I got ordained just for that with the Universal Life Church, which is a big deal. You got to go out there and you basically fill out a... 30 second application and poof, you're a minister. Wow. And, and you have this magical power to marry people. And it's official. It's like legit because marriages are, are really a state um, contractual agreement. 
And mm -hmm. so it's a legal process by the state, but it does take someone from an ordained position to officiate and sign the marriage cer certificate and make it legal. And that process makes you uh, capable of that. But it's a very different kind of speech, very different kind of, that's not a speech. Yeah. yeah. That's what makes it different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and for Tim and Sophia, you were the flower girl. I was, and I was like 14. I think you were older. I think you were like 16. I think I was no, because I had braces. I was either 14 or 15. Um, yeah, that was interesting. No, but they, they had a beautiful wedding. That's the only wedding I've been to, I'm pretty really? sure. Yeah. I remember I was standing up there with Tim, and you come down the aisle looking so pretty in your dress and Aww. scattering the rose petals, and you walked on stage with me. And what came into my mind was the next time we do this, I'm going to be giving you away. And Aww. it just hit me in the heart and it almost made me start crying. And I was like, I'm literally I, I, tearing up right now. And I'm thinking, I got to, I better pull this together. Cause you have to marry this couple. And then, Aww. and then, you know, we, it was, it was really powerful. It's very cool. And it's an incredible honor to officiate a wedding. And I'm, I'm going to really work hard to give Clayton and Susie the, the wedding they, they want. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be really exciting. So, um, do you want to do some questions, Mags? You want to I mix in some questions? I would love to do some questions. How about you read them? We get so many great questions at wholesomechaos.com. If you wanted to ask a question of us that may find its way to this podcast, please go out to that website, wholesomechaos.com. Also, if you're looking for some tools or resources for your family in terms of how to increase your communication, help each other achieve your goals. Right there on the webpage in the upper left corner, it says, uh, get the guide. And you can get the guide. It's something we've worked hard to put together that'll help your family and give you some great steps to work through and talk through to create a better, uh, better bond. Uh, this question to us comes from McKenna. And McKenna says, I have health problems called EDS and I can't always do things because I don't feel so good. Uh, what do you guys do when you don't feel good and want to stay motivated from McKenna? I looked it up, Maggie. Uh, EDS is Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. It's also called elastic skin. It affects your skin, your joints, your bones, your connective tissue, and it can be pretty painful. It can limit your physical movement and uh, affect bruising. And so it sounds like a really tough condition. Obviously, we don't have any direct experience with that condition, but I think we could talk about like, what do you do when you're not feeling good? Yeah. How do you how do you get to feeling better? Yeah, genuinely, I think one of the most important things is like take care of yourself. You can be a little selfish um, with like not even so much as selfish, but passing on opportunities. I've had to do that a few times this week where I just I don't feel good. I'm tired. Like I'm I'm working myself too much. Where I just I know I need to take care of myself. And so I like had a few nights this week where I just order dinner and then watch TV and find the little things that make me happy while still taking care of myself mentally and physically, um, if that makes sense. I was a little surprised yesterday when you told us you had a rough three days that you were feeling really low. <laughs> it's really bad. This week and was really bad. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. And I was kind of surprised. I was like, well, why didn't you reach out sooner? But I guess it's hard to reach out when you're not feeling well. It's hard to yeah. ask for help when you don't feel uh, up for it, you know? I'll tell you right now, too. I was actually talking 
to some of my friends about this where I like kind of opened up about this where I feel like everyone in my life right now has their person like all my friends are either in relationships or like at college with their college friends um or like you and mom have each other I know you guys are always there for me but like you and mom have each other where it's so hard for me to reach out to people without feeling like a complete bother like a Mm. burden on them um and that's something you know that's all in your head right like they wouldn't feel that way yeah I also think it is past um what do you call it baggage a little bit from people who like just didn't truly care about me and so like they did make me feel like a burden you know which like if someone really cares about you they care about you and like I tell people all the time out here I'm like I know we just met today but if you ever need to talk to someone like text me here's my number call me because I know how like isolating this city can be especially to my other people out here who like live by themselves I literally tell them all the time I'm like let's go grab coffee like let's let's go do something small because it really does help but even even when I like try to go out of the way for other people and like I know that they're not a bother on me I still have the mentality that like if I do it then I'm troubling them Mm. and it it is a mind game and it is something I'm working on but the other thing I would say McKenna is um well two things like like Maggie was talking about helping other people or reaching out to other people when you're feeling yourself really down and like low and, and isolated and restricted, um, I would say, what can you do to help somebody else? You can't like be in the process of trying to help someone else without feeling a little bit better yourself. And so there's always someone else you can reach out to and, and, and care about. And that's, so that's a great recommendation. The other thing is I would say like this gift of solitude and the time that you have that you can't be doing things maybe you'd rather be doing is all, there's also an upside to that because it gives you time to be introspective or to maybe like there's something there's some upside to that every downside has an upside i believe that and every every upside has a downside and so um that's kind of like the polarity of, of life so there's something there's some opportunity within this challenge maybe it's getting to know yourself better maybe it's working on a project that you otherwise wouldn't take the time to do that doesn't require a lot of movement. Maybe it's writing something. I don't know. But just open yourself up to the possibility that there's something really great that can come out of it. And then maybe mm-hmm. you'll begin to uh, to find that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that leads me into motivation, like dad's motivational moment. Because I do <laughs> okay. want to share something. Um, and I appreciate you giving me some time to do that, Max, because I, I, I really wanted to um, respond to something I've been seeing on TikTok. A lot of the questions that come into my feed or about like, what am I, what should I do with my life? How do I know if I made the right decision in terms of career? I don't know what I want to do in my future and feeling a lot of obligation. Kids these days feel a tremendous amount of responsibility at a really young age to have it figured out in terms of like, well, what is your dream job? What do you want to be Mm -hmm. when you grow up? What school do you want to go to? What's your major going to be? And there's this idea that, that if you guess wrong, like you've condemned yourself to a life of unhappiness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I would just want to encourage you to know you really can't guess wrong. 
Like there's no wrong answer because life's about learning and life's about experience and everything's connected. And the pathway that you choose now will be the first pathway that'll lead to other pathways. And whatever you learn or undertake now will feed into that too. Like it's all interconnected. Um, and so instead of thinking about like, what is my job or career or major, I want you to be thinking about some game changer skills that everybody needs to learn. And if you master these skills, then you will be super successful anywhere in life. Anywhere you go, you'll be in demand. You know, you're going to be able to find a job or you're going to be able to plug into somebody else's project or you'll be able to ask for like, how can I help you and be included? Um, and so if you learn these skills and some of them sound super simple, but they're not, um, then you're going to be, you're going to be fine. The first is dependability, like being the person making, making a rule in your, making a rule in your own mind that you're going to be the person who's always there. When you say you're going to be there, you're dependable. When you promise somebody you're going to get something done, or you're going to take care of, uh, some, some input to a project or whatever, like That's you're going to do a big it. Deal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, uh, and so it's really just a matter of like making an agreement with yourself. I am, I am a dependable person and, mm -hmm. and then just doing whatever it takes to earn that reputation, which you can only build over time. So dependability yeah. writing, if you can learn to write well, and I know that's a skill, but if you can learn to write well, to get ideas and thoughts down on paper, you're going to always be in demand because writing is a skill that is, uh, not a lot of people can do it well, right? So uh, likewise speaking, if you can get in front of a group of people and convey an idea and learn that skill, we can talk about that on a future podcast in terms of like, how do you develop that ability? But that's a great one. Project management, like being able to see a big uh, project and break it down into smaller parts, get other people involved and be kind of the one that drives everything to completion. It's a, it's a tough skill, but if you learn that if you say, yeah, I'm going to figure out how to get things done, then you're going to always be in demand. And just kind of going along with the dependability is timeliness, like being on time where you, mm -hmm. wherever you go, um, is yeah. a big part of that. And then the last one is just like being nice. If you're a yep. <laughs> decent person that people like to be around, you're going to be fine. People want to be around people. They want to be around. Yeah, and be so, someone who others want to work with, not just because they're good at their job, but because they're a good person. Yeah, so that's the first goal is to just like be the kind of person people like to be around. So yeah. I just wanted to help kind of reframe your ideas about that uh, as well. So uh, any other thoughts to share about game-changing skills, Maggie? No, th that sounds good. Learn, learn how to dress nice. Um, <laughs> That, style yeah. <laughs> that's something i'm still learning right now um yeah confidence is important learn to juggle learn to juggle learn how to braid hair um braid hair how to job interviews yeah color coordinate how to walk in heels i don't know <laughs> juggling is a great skill you got to admit juggling's opened a lot of doors for our family i'm always so surprised when i walk in a room and like half the people already know how to juggle like huh i didn't i didn't see that coming i'm a little threatened now but <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's very cool yeah it's a very good skill all right time do for another have, question yeah i was gonna say do you want to ask another question 
you got it. I just wanted to say that I love that Dan said one episode that he had to go somewhere for a show and instantly corrected himself and said, I get to go and absolutely love the fact that you corrected yourself and saw it as an opportunity instead of something you had to do. And I, and this is from Ellie. She said, love you guys. Amazing gratitude concept, Ellie. Um, and Ellie, while you were delighted by that, I can assure you that Maggie and her brother and her mom are somewhat annoyed by that on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> right, Maggie? Yeah. I, it was not so much now you don't do it, but like when we were kids. Yeah. Well, now it's become a habit. And it really mm-hmm. is. What I was doing is is just like the habit is to. Reframing. Mm-hmm. Because words are powerful. And, and in truth, if you were to say, I have to do this. I have to do my homework. I have to clean my room. I have to do this. Um, it's actually not even like true because you don't have to, you will ultimately control your, your actions. You ultimately control your response to your world. Um, but you've decided to do it because you, you know, the consequences of not doing it are worse and you decide, yeah, I'm going to do that. I have to do that. But by keeping it in that space of like obligation, like it, it really, makes it makes you less connected to the process of actually doing it where um the first step is to go from have to to need to need to Mm -hmm. is saying i i recognize this is something i need to do in order to be responsible in order to you know get an a or get a b or please my parents or you know be with my friends or i need to do this in order to get what i want right but then yeah. the third is, is recognizing it truly is a blessing. You know, I get to do this. A lot of people in their life wished that they had this opportunity or wished that they had this, this um, chance to work for something meaningful. And so mm-hmm. seeing it as a get to is ultimately the one that puts you in the most resourceful state and, and you know, ultimately leads to the best product. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For yeah. sure, for sure. <laughs> so how tall are you, Maggie? I am 5'11". Yep. I'm 6'9". Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's we us. We get these questions <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and we decided yeah. on this podcast to talk a little bit about about height. Yeah. Like, go ahead, Matt. Funny story. It was actually on Sunday. I was at a friend's house, and a girl who I was hanging out with there, she said she was 5'3". And... I looked at her and I was like, wait a second, I'm 5'3". And she was clearly a few inches taller than me. And then another girl came over and she was like, well, I'm 5'5". And both of us were like, sis, you are not 5'5". And so we had one of our friends go grab a tape measure and we all ended up like measuring ourselves. And it's still, we still didn't 100% figure it out. Um, What do you mean? You didn't figure it out. Didn't the tape measure help with that? Yes, but then like the tape measure said I was 5'3", and the other girl was 5'3", and we were like, but we're standing next to each other, we're not the same height, <laughs> so <laughs> it was, I, I literally had a moment where I was like, okay, everyone in this room is lying about their height, and it's throwing everyone off, <laughs> but um, yes, I am 5'3", that's what my driver's license says, I believe. I'm 5'7", yeah. right? So yeah. we're we're not we're we're, a small family we're small people we're fun sized Mm -hmm. yeah fun fact we we get to uh, go 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 around the world (laughs) and uh in greater comfort like we travel better in airplanes oh yeah yeah Yeah. when when i was younger i used to tell everyone that my brother was like six five because 
I was like, he's just so tall. Like, he he is so tall. And he is tall. He's, like, one of the tallest people in our family. But he's not 6'5". He was just taller than, like, me, substantially. I think he's 5'10". Yeah. Like, he was... (laughs) I don't know why I thought he was so, so tall. But, um, yeah, no, our whole family... We're small people, we're happy people, but the crazy thing is about TikTok is, especially when, like, it's just you and I doing content together, Mm -hmm. we can totally manipulate how tall the internet thinks we are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's, like, all the little TikTok tricks where it's, like, you know, you zoom in a little bit so you look bigger on the screen, or you just, you frame it from a lower angle so you look taller, Um, And it's really interesting, but it's not until we really collaborate with other people that people have an idea of how tall we are. But look, we're we're totally comfortable with our height. We love being Mm -hmm. little. And and, um, there are a lot of advantages to it because you mentioned the travel thing, lower center of gravity, like the acrobatics and stuff that I do. Mm -hmm. I've met taller people who could do gymnastics, but they're pretty rare. Like most circus people, acrobat people, whatever, um, are you know, are smaller. And they say that small dogs live longer, so maybe maybe we live longer. <laughs> I don't know. That's a theory. Really, really good how comparison. It but I mean, um, it, it falls squarely into that category of stuff you can't control. Like, mm-hmm. so at some point in your life, you realize, and I used to be really small. Like, I was tiny. I had a growth mm-hmm. spurt in like ninth grade or 10th grade that got me to this level. But um, yeah, I used to be so small. And just like I had to be okay with it because it's like I am who I am. Get over it. I'm going to put yeah. on my nun costume and just do my thing, which I still oh, have, by sure. the way. Oh, are you going to dress up as that this year? Is that, totally. is that a go-to? And juggle torches in a nun costume in the driveway. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> There's something not um, right about that. I'm not sure yeah. what it is. <laughs> well, if if you did it, I'm sure the internet would tell you. Um, but no, one thing that I think is funny is a lot of the times when I meet people who know me through social media for the first time, one of the first things they always say is they're like, oh, you're a lot shorter than I thought you'd be. I'm like, huh, interesting. But I I've also that, noticed. I get that a lot too, but I, I don't think they say it. I think they just think it and I see it in their eyes. That's really funny. <laughs> um, but I've also noticed that a lot of people I've met um in person that i've known through social media are also a lot smaller than i would have thought they were it it just goes to show we can we can be different people on the internet (laughs) yeah and it's not that we're even trying to be taller on the internet i don't want you to convey that impression no no not at all it's just there's less you feel the frame yeah exactly exactly yeah all good (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so kids be comfortable with yourself no matter how tall you are how short you are uh, hey it's who you are and you're awesome Absolutely. you're amazing you're wonderful <laughs> do you right, have la- any yeah, more I questions do. last okay. quick question and this is a fun one because um it's from jake he says hey guys how are you getting on how are you getting on maggie good <laughs> good <laughs> great great question, question. we're done have a great day everyone <laughs> Have you ever visited Ireland or would you ever visit Ireland? And if you did, you should go to Kilkenny and ask me to show you around. So um, I thought, well, it's a very simple question. I've been to Ireland with your mom and with Eddie when he was five months old. We loved Ireland. We can't wait to go back. It was one of our most amazing trips with little Eddie. 
you haven't been yet, um, but uh, I just wanted to maybe throw that out there and ask, are you interested in Ireland or where in the world would you be most interested in going? I'm very interested in Ireland. I really, really want to go to Rome as well. Um, I've been seeing, I think it was so funny. There were so many people who were in Europe this past month, like in posting about it on social media from my high school, from out here. Um, and my first thought when I saw a lot of their pictures in Rome was, oh, they're in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> like I thought they were outside of Caesar's Palace and then I realized like oh wait this no, is <laughs> actually Caesar's Palace yeah no literally um and so I was like huh maybe I should go there so every time I see this I don't just associate it with Vegas um but no just so much there's so many places I want to go to Ireland um Rome London Scotland Germany again it's great yeah travel i, re- I really <laughs> miss international travel you know yeah in america you could get so stuck in the way of this is just how things work or this is how mm-hmm. our culture is or this is how life is and then you step outside of that and you go and the first time i traveled internationally was to saudi arabia probably or oh wow you know and then my family and i went to uh germany and it's like you have these experiences and you realize wait a second there's all kinds of different ways to live your life and go through these basic like things, tasks of being a human. People have different ways of of handling it and relating to each other and customs and it's all beautiful. And it just causes you to open your mind and experience to the idea of, look, there's no right way or wrong way. There's just your way, my way, a lot of different ways to, um, to live. And so if we can incorporate that into our, into our story, then we, you become a more broad person. We had that, um, Rome experience planned for 2020 that didn't work out yeah oh man that was we were actually... supposed to go on a Mediterranean cruise my family and my best friend's family right after your, we graduated your graduation trip right yep and not only yep. did we not have to get to go on the trip but you barely got to graduate <laughs> yep you eventually no did, did get a graduation but uh yeah uh, we still yeah. haven't been back to that cruise and I've never been to Italy so that's definitely on my bucket list too. Let's go. Are you busy tonight, tomorrow? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so we'll plan it. We'll definitely start thinking about our next big trip and, and where it's going to be and get that on the calendar soon. So yes, thank you, sure. uh, Jake, for that question and have fun in Kilkenny. And thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, and Absolutely. again, if you guys want to ask some more questions or reach out to us or see some videos or just kind of learn more about us, wholesomechaos.com is the way to go for all of that. Yep. What's, what's next for you this week, Maggie? Um, I might go help a friend shoot some more of their reel today. Um, I have to do schoolwork and hopefully pickleball tonight. Excellent. I've, well, I've like met a pickleball community here. Like, well, how crazy is that? That'll cheer you up. That'll definitely yeah. get you moving. Physical activity, moving around is definitely a great way to change your energy and in well, your state of mind. Fun fact, yesterday my friend Blythe and I we played we we just went to go kind of hit, you know, with each other, warm up. Um and then these two guys came over and asked us to play and we were like, "Oh, we're quite bad." But they were like, "No, it's fine. Let's play." And we lost um 11 to 1. So, there was that. But 
we can only go up from here or down. We we could have lost zero to eleven, so we'll see. Yeah, well, <laughs> well way to go on that one point. That was thank you. Impressive considering. I appreciate and, it. Uh, and and keep practicing. I think I'm gonna go take some boxes out of the attic and start decorating for Halloween. Oh, <gasps> will you send me pictures? Will you guys FaceTime me tonight, please? Show me. <laughs> <laughs> you got a kid. Amazing. All right. Well, uh, friends, if you if you've enjoyed the podcast, uh, please keep coming back. Go back in our archives and watch some of the other mm -hmm. episodes. Uh, this is episode fourteen, so there's not that many there. You can catch up from the very beginning and be a part of this community. Tell your friends about it and continue to ask those questions so we can give you more value in the future. Yeah. And uh, anything else, Mags? Yeah, you can also catch up with us on our other socials. We are Maggie Thurman and Dan Thurman on most socials, except for TikTok. That would be Maggie's dad, one, two, three. Um, so <laughs> literally catch up with us in any of those ways. Um, and we hope you'll listen next week. All right. You're amazing, everybody. We love you so much. And Maggie, I love you. And um, love you we'll talk to you again very, very soon. Have a great Alrighty. week. Bye. Happy spooky season. <laughs> <laughs> Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. <laughs> Would you have a favorite Halloween movie? The one Adam Sandler did was amazing. Like the one that the new Halloween movie, what's that <gasps> called? Uh, Hubie Halloween. Hubie Halloween is a tremendous Halloween movie. We enjoyed that one so much. We didn't think it was going to like impact us as much as it did. But yeah, yeah. it did. I mean, most Halloween movies are just scary movies, right? This was really yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> Hubie Halloween. We should watch it together. Mm-hmm. At okay. the wedding. During the wedding. <laughs> <laughs>